0: Okay. I just want to ask some really kind of tough, but honest questions really quickly to start this whole thing out. So a little quiz. If you maybe don't like your spouse as much as you had hoped, (laughs) uh, do you prefer spending time with others over your spouse? Mm. Uh, Is sex more of an obligation than it is a joy? Mm. Okay. I know there's some nuance to that one, but just bear with, bear with us. Uh, Your spouse is no longer a priority. Is, is that the case? Meaning that you're not going on dates or you don't have thoughtful communication or margin or patience for each other when you're listening. Um, they, would you rather be at work than at home? Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Or, or perhaps, this one's a big one. Perhaps you refuse to do things at home that you're otherwise willing to do. So for instance, read scripture with maybe you're reading scripture with guys in a, in a Bible study or something or a mm-hmm. ladies Bible study. And but you but you just don't want to do it at home for whatever reason or mm, uh, with that could your family be with your family that could be praying as well
1: mm.
0: uh, or maybe you are fun with your spouse is just a thing of the past.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, so these are all big questions and they all kind of center around a theme that we've seen arise uh, as people have written in to fierce marriage and it's this idea of I love my husband I love my wife I just I don't like them I don't want to be around <laughs> them but I'm committed. Okay, so right. we're gonna talk through. Maybe where that begins, where that dislike begins, how to address it um, in our own hearts, and then maybe some practical ways out of some of these, uh, these questions or these scenarios that I've just shown us just now. So anyway, uh, I think this will be a good conversation. Hopefully it's fruitful in your life. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities,
1: purpose, and
0: everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Sorry, I had our theme our music in my head, because I listened to our podcast the other day, and I was laughing at us, <laughs> just because some of the funny things that we say. <laughs> I'm like, these people are funny. And then I remember it's us, but it's just really funny. Oh, like
0: the sex, communication, finances.
1: Well, that's funny, but just listening to us talk i'm like we should be friends with those people (laughs) they're funny
0: (laughs) so listeners okay that our intro right it's not kind of the typical intro that you'll hear on podcasts right because i know that the music's not just like the standard like inspiration (laughs) it'll be like lots of clapping and whistling (laughs) and like (laughs) hipster music
1: should we change it
0: maybe i don't know i like it though because it reminds me of arrested development Goodness (laughs)
1: Goodness <laughs> It's
0: sakes. like, this is Arrested Development.
1: <laughs> this is fierce marriage. Oh, my goodness. I love that. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. They're is. illusions, it's Michael. Of, it's kind of funny and cheeky. Yeah. Um, Big
0: <clears throat> Arrested Development fans, if, if, well, if you're looking for... what season? I don't know if it's... Yeah, you got to start like seasons two through four, we'll say. Anyway.
1: Anyways, this is where I don't like you, so... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. We laughed together on that.
0: You, you are Job Bluth.
1: <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> They're illusions. (laughs) Yeah. The money was in the banana
0: stand. I'm Buster. Hello, mother.
1: How much is a banana, anyways? Like twenty (laughs) dollars? It's our best line ever. We use that a lot in our marriage. Anyways, you got to laugh in your marriage. Otherwise, you just might not like each other. So yeah,
0: (laughs) laughing is is a huge part of friendship. I think that was one of the reasons we became friends in the first place. And laughing, I think, is one of the reasons we continue to be friends. In fact, today you were just like, whenever we're in a funk, if we can just laugh
1: tell a dumb joke
0: the trouble comes when one person's laughing and the other one's not
1: <laughs> you've been in that place often <laughs> where i'm laughing you, or where you, or I'm you not laugh laughing. at the wrong moments yes but yeah. he learned Wives throw a hot sandwich at their head, the husband's head and they'll learn.
0: Good thing I'm a good dodger. <laughs> Otherwise I'd have to report you to the spousal Malfeasance Hotline.
1: <laughs> malfeasance Hotline. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to our listeners, raiders, and reviewers. We're so grateful for that. If you haven't rated or reviewed, please rated or reviewed, yep.
0: Got it. Please Mailed do it.
1: that. Five stars. Go for it. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Come on
1: Mr. Patreon.
0: Oh yeah, Patreon! If you guys <laughs> want to be a part of what's happening with fierce marriage, with fierce families, everything around uh, fierce parenting, even which that's a new thing, by the way,
1: don't go there yet.
0: We'll go there okay. anyway. Uh, Patreon dot slash fierce marriage is how you can do that. We just ask you pray about it, and if God leads you, that you would lock arms with us. That's how we keep things ad free. That does support us directly. It helps us buy shoes for our children, and it helps <laughs> us put cuts of meat on the table and it uh, helps us get
1: transcriptions <laughs> and get the word out and support uh yeah our, our this fierce marriage team really Just know
0: that if you don't get on patreon right now or it's, it's gruel for dinner
1: for <laughs> us all right <laughs> gruel <laughs>
0: <laughs> prison Mike. <laughs> uh also okay so we have today we're recording this on a thursday but it's gonna it's drop on two Tuesday. months exactly from now we are we are releasing
1: our latest, latest book, book thank you see through <laughs> marriage it is on. Amazon it's and on Amazon. other places you can order.
0: Yeah, you can pre-order it, but if you want to be part of the, the, the movement, you can go to seethroughbook.com and see what's available there. We were recruiting and are recruiting for our launch team, but that is going to close after this <gasps> week. So make are sure serious? that you go. If you want to be part of the launch team, go to seethroughbook.com and just give us a little bit of info there. That way we can reach out. doesn't mean you're automatically on it, but you can at least have first dibs on being on it. So we would appreciate that. But that book is all about transparency. It's mm-hmm. all about being known. It's all about... Uh, what does it mean to be known by God and to know God truly and to see yourself rightly in light of who God is? That's the first step of transparency. From there, you can get to know yourself and learn things like emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. And then from there, you can be transparent with each other. There's a lot
1: there, people. Don't give the book away.
0: And then from there, you can be transparent in community. Mm -hmm. So it's all about being see-through.
1: Right. And, you know, there's a fine balance, right, of, like, airing your dirty laundry and you know, going on and on about things that maybe we shouldn't go on about. And so there's kind of just some, even some like rules of engagement, right? In that, in that space. Cause yeah. I think that sometimes we can overshare or undershare. So how do we share?
0: Well, we have to share with <laughs> an end in mind. That's the key to, yeah. to meaningful transparency. You're not just sharing just to, you know, let it all out, but you're sharing because you want to be made more like Christ. And that's a part of the sanctification so process. So go buy
1: the book cause there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a just lot of stories, and hook, we share babe. our own
0: stories. And thank you for sharing the hook. <laughs> I think people will um, who are interested,
1: yes, are they'll hooked. go read it. Uh,
0: we'll see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so today, are we t- uh, Is it ready for our topic?
1: Fierce parenting. Oh yeah,
0: fierce parenting is a thing. If you want to grow in parenting encouragement, uh, we're going to be sharing transparently. We're
1: start sharing about that. Oh boy, hey, Buckle we don't know up.
0: everything, but we pr- we promise to just kind of help help do the same thing we've Jesus. done with fierce marriage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Lord help us. Okay, so what are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about how I love you, but I just don't like you. We hear this a lot through all of you, listeners, readers, all of that. We hear kind of this underlying tone mm-hmm. of, you know, and it looks like a diff- a lot of different things. Like what you said, the questions you asked in the beginning. Do you prefer to spend time with others over your spouse? Is sex That's a big be- one. Sex more of an obligation than a joy. You know, is your spouse a priority even, or you can't wait for them to kind of leave the room for a while, right? I mean...
0: I think the work one is huge too, in that uh, it, sometimes it's it's easier to be at work, even though you're working hard, you're working long hours, but it's just easier because you like it more and it's, it gives it's you not more enjoyment. dealing with... And you're avoiding all the home issues. Right. <laughs> and so you tend... yes yeah, so you, if, if we're not careful, we can create, we can... Uh, what's the word? We can manufacture... Like right. extra time at work, right, or or maybe projects, or, or uh, we just extended leaves, right,
1: and like meals and quality family time, just again falls to the wayside. It's it becomes optional, and we just can skip it, right? Because it really doesn't yeah. matter if we skip it. And then here goes, you know, a month, two months, three months yeah. of not real, no real engagement with your spouse, let alone your children, and um, there's gonna be some gaps there, I think.
0: Another big one that I think c- comes up a lot as a symptom of this is you are very impatient or you get very annoyed very easily or little things get under your skin. Right. Whereas you might've been warmer in this regard. Right. Which I think you kinda that get colder
1: just living with another person. There's going to be some annoyances. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. And so like, I think it's just, it's not letting those annoyances take root in some ways and understanding that, okay, there are things about that person Ooh. that kind of annoy me. Like I used to apparently eat really loud i don't do that anymore it's taken 17 years i'm more aware and now our children eat really loud <laughs> i'm an
0: auto i'm an auditory uh person yes. i i hear everything
1: he hears all the things i'm like i need to stuff your ears with cotton or just don't clean your ears let the wax build up so you can't hear as well
0: i got news for you sweetie i don't clean <laughs>
1: it's like you're the uh, loudest in the morning. Let's just put that out there.
0: Oh, I, so, how, why am I the loudest um, in the morning?
1: Because you're making coffee and
0: Well, excuse me for serving you that way. <laughs>
1: Thank you. No. Um, so
0: I have to y- say this because I'll auditory? be in the car and I will be like, what's that? <laughs> what was it?" <that? laughs> and you're like, what in the world are you talking I'm about? I'm like,
1: our car is rumbling. <laughs> I
0: I heard when our vault, s- when our bearings were going out like 10,000 miles before they actually went out. <laughs> I was like, something's going, something's going down.
1: Something's going. Down. I know when
0: there's a tiny hum in the engine. If you say that, you stay that long
1: enough, you know that. Then, just... <laughs> then
0: you'll always be right. <laughs> I knew a hundred thousand miles. Of... So anyway, no, those I'm, types of annoyances. And then
1: I'm a smell person. Like I don't like smells and and like wet textures. <laughs> I, don't like, I like to be <laughs> clean and so not So like, I have stinky. to make sure
0: that my breath is on point if I'm trying to get you fresh want any with my kisses,
1: wife. <laughs> You better believe it, sir.
0: And, you know, I got to take three showers a day.
1: Whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. One's good enough. I'm a man, all right? <laughs> That's Men have weird. smells. I go. It's what? a musk. Every time I'll be like, what is that smell? It smells like you're kind of stinky and you're just like, I'm a man. Oh, I showered today. It's a man smell.
0: All right? Went so. to the gym, do my thing, whatever. <laughs> that made me sound like pig pen. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just flies just just swarming uh, about.
1: Sometimes that happens in summertime because you go jump in the water and you're like, I'm clean. I jumped in the peach sound. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean I took a bath? I, salt water bath.
1: <clears throat> oh, we're getting off on a tangent. Okay. So
0: there is that sense of, you know, you can, you can get annoyed with each other. And it's when we stop dealing with those annoyances with charity and with grace yeah, and with hearts, a warmth about yeah. it. Because I can be like – because what happens is you internalize it, right? Okay, so let's continue with the annoyance piece so hopefully that rant was not wasteless. The loud chewing? Yeah, like if I – if I (laughs) – oh, my word. (laughs) Um, so if i were to just internalize that and say oh she's she doesn't care that i'm here she knows that bothers me and still she doesn't care she's completely careless and it's she's disrespecting me she's usurping my authority as a husband she hates me (laughs) this is all happening in my head
1: yes you go down some slopes really fast you
0: know yeah i've
1: learned this about you
0: and so i but
1: it helps me reel you back in
0: but instead if i say all right it's not. It's not because she doesn't love me. It's not because she doesn't care. it's just forgotten. I'm she enjoying probably, my food.
1: She just is, it's so good. She's just
0: eating a very delectable morsel. Right now, you made right it. Now. You
1: made it, and it's so good that I just forget all of my <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my decorum.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just want to spend so much time with you that I can't take that third shower a day, and so that's because of you. That, <laughs> it's because I love you. Anyways. Um, so, but it's the difference is like you internalize it or you treat it with charity. Right, right. Internalizing it then starts to kind of plant seeds of, and this is where it gets really insidious mm. because it starts small. Right. And again, we're using one of these examples, but talk. think of any, any reason why maybe you could you stop like your liking your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they something they said or maybe just a tendency or maybe a, a relationship they, they do, have yeah. or a habit. You start to resent them because mm. you internalize it in this way and it starts to grow from a seed into full-blown roots of of division, bitterness. roots of bitterness, mm-hmm. roots of disdain mm. or or um uh what what's the word? It's like just a really like you just a really I can't think of the word. Not a it's almost like an anger. Okay. Um, roots of discontentment. Mm-hmm. You know things like that. Um I'm too, gosh, I wish I could think of that word. I'm trying to come up with right now. Anyway, I'll come up with it later yeah, when but it's, it's not really. will happen later. But so that, that does grow. And so you, you might, you might be in your marriage and you're saying, oh, absolutely. I'm committed to this because I made this promise and I said, I do. And I mean it. I just don't have to like it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I just say, I love, I love him. I love her. I just don't like her right now.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I think we can say those like jokingly and like infrequently. But I think if it does tend to settle in this dislike for our spouse, this discontentment with it, because it goes from, I think, like, dislike, annoying to disliking to discontentment to ungratefulness to, like, all out, like, division, right? Yeah. So we just have to be careful about the extent of something lasting. And again, I think getting to the root of it before the root gets to us Mm. is a very important thing. So...
0: I don't. I want to bring up one more example, just because I feel like it's relevant. But uh, you could be better toward your spouse because of their career, and and uh, yeah, and, and what I mean good. by that is, so say I'm or you, you always
1: run the fears <coughs> Strange podcast. I never <laughs> get to run them.
0: Or, or you're always absent because of this thing, and clearly that's your mistress now. It's true. Or that's your mister. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if there's a thing. I wouldn't laugh about that. <laughs> well, I'm saying I don't know what There's a someone mister. else that's getting your I don't know if that's the word, your so affections.
1: Yes, there's something that's getting your the best of you, the time, the energy, the focus. Everything that right. you as a spouse desire from each other is going somewhere else and so therefore it's going outside of the marriage a bit.
0: Yeah, and it's funny cuz we talked jealousy. We talked about transparency <clears throat> and and this only is able to begin to happen when you don't live mm-hmm. with transparency you don't realize it's happening in yourself right you don't realize the kind of the baseless nature of it in right. terms of your you we have no right to be indignant toward each other yeah. on a moral level yeah. we can be angry and frustrated and deal with that but from on a moral level we can't we can't say they are on a lower plane from and we'll talk about all this mm-hmm. they're on a lower plane from me because of this behavior right so when we don't live transparently don't understand accurately ourselves who God is who we are in light of him and we don't understand how to how to uh, be transparent with our spouse yeah. this starts to take root so why is this i think let's start there is why do we to get to this well, before we get to here's how to fix it let's talk about why is this our tendency to and how does frustration and bitterness get into our guts
1: right i mean i think the first and most obvious answer is that we're sinners and that we're broken right our tendency is to collapse i think within to ourselves to look to ourselves <clears throat> excuse me to fix ourselves right we mm-hmm. want to there we have there's there's shame there's fear there's pride there's discontentment you know, and so we, we look inside ourselves and we sit there and we don't want to ask anybody else for help. We don't want to show anybody this because we're afraid, right? We're afraid that they will see it, especially our spouse. And maybe we're not afraid that our spouse sees it. Maybe we're like, yeah, finally you see it. But there's that bitterness and that closure that happens. And we feel justified in, in our not liking them because of how they've acted towards us. Is that clear?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, And then that coupled with the lack of margin to actually deal with it. So so often these little seeds get planted and you think, okay, I can get over that. I can deal with it. I just need to talk to him or her about this. And then life happens and you have kids and you're tired and all the chaos of everything. And we're going every which way. And we just, and for whatever reason, we've built our life in a way that doesn't give us the time to connect intentionally. And so the, that it's like a perfect storm. I right. I don't have margin to deal with this. So I don't. And then it starts to take root. And then all of a sudden I don't like being around you.
1: Right. Right.
0: And it's too hard to deal with because I've been suppressing it and I'm just, I'm on the brink of giving up.
1: Right. Right.
0: And I don't know, do, do we, is it now the time to talk about kind of our cultures? Um,
1: you, we can, and I think we just, I just want to talk about this root of bitterness sort of because oh, yeah, we did talk about, um, you know, how, Bitterness sets in, right? And we've all know that verse in Hebrews twelve fifteen. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness, that's in quotes in the Bible, springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Well that root that those quotes around root of bitterness is alluding to Deuteronomy twenty nine eighteen, which says, Beware lest there be among you a man or woman or clan or tribe whose heart is turning away. Today, from the Lord our God, to go mm. and serve the gods of those nations. Beware, lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit.
0: Wow! So it starts there, mm-hmm. and then we turn away from the truth of God towards some other lie. In, in the,
1: the truth, yeah, and the truth of our covenants that God's given us. Right, with each other, we can very slowly start turning away from that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's talk about the cultural piece here, because I,
1: yeah,
0: I feel like there's a lot of weight. Um, and it's good. Okay. So we tend to overcorrect on this stuff. So think about, uh, back in the w- pre-World like War II. Okay. Right. Sure. So think about your grandparents' generation, uh, and maybe their, their parents. Yeah. So great grandparents, grandparents, if you're in your thirties, uh, they would have had some semblance of a marriage. Right. And they obviously got together. There was some, probably some cute courtship where they met each other. Maybe it was an arranged thing that wasn't strange back then. hmm and they got married and there was a sense of romance, but most of the romance revolved around the courtship and around maybe the act of making children. <laughs> I'll say it right. that way. Yeah. And then there, but and then there's a, a kind of a friendship and a sweetness about it, but it wasn't something that it wasn't like they were just this ooey gooey sort of couple where they're mm-hmm. just, there's always this affection. At least and that's not the picture we get. Right. And so, culturally speaking, that was not always a positive thing. It might not have been a negative thing, but it wasn't always a positive thing because you had yeah. a lot of emotional suppression. You had maybe uh, husbands who were lording their authority over their wives. You had wives that felt crushed. Right. And so, we had in the that's we're talking about the twenties, thirties, forties, on into the fifties. We start to see some of the sexual revolution take root in the in the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. on into the seventies, and then total over uh, correction to that. Right. I mean that now it's like right. You know, we had the first wave feminism movement. Again, some very positive aspects to this. Also some very toxic aspects to that. Now we're on the third wave of feminism, which Mm -hmm. is a totally different beast now. But the point I'm trying to make is that now we live in a culture that is the opposite of what maybe our grandparents or great-grandparents grew up in, yeah. in that. Now we're so in tune with our emotions that it's like if our emotions don't align with what we think they should align with, then all of a sudden we're not just doubting uh, our emotions or doubting maybe the circumstance. We're doubting love itself or yeah. we're doubting marriage as an institution itself or we're doubting God's word itself itself. And we're doubting, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe this covenant mm-hmm. was a mistake and I need to get out because that, I no longer like my spouse. There's
1: that turning away that's happening from Whereas the covenant, in, our marriage covenant yeah. that God's given us the <clears throat> turning away from his truth.
0: And turning to that quote unquote other God. Other God,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, but then that's the contrast. I mean, in the fifties, it was like, if we didn't like each other, then we kind of just got, we just, we stuck it out. Like that wasn't, it was just, oops, like it's, it's not what I hoped, Right. but now it's I got to find a way out well, and that's why right. this is so different and insidious now if if our friendship is lacking then I think we need to be aware of our propensity culturally and our propensity personally to disregard love if we if we are missing the affections of right,
1: love Right right and I mean that goes for marriage and divorce because divorce back then was like forbidden people were outcast right that was the a difference, yeah. very different like there was different pressures, culturally different speaking cultural society right. would view the like look down strongly on that and then now today it's it's just regarded as like, hey, do you got your prenup sign? Like it's another check in the box of just right. in case this doesn't work, right? And
0: marriage is now commoditized. Right. In that it, get married as long as it adds value to you, the vision of your life that you have.
1: And that's what I think is so awesome about God's word is that no matter the cultural or societal climate, God's word is true. Mm, it's timeless. It is alive. It is, we talked about this in the Hebrews was talking about the God's word. Um, and how it's alive, and it, it divides, it discerns, it helps us, it knows us. It's, it can be authoritative over us if we submit mm. ourselves to it. Yeah. Um, and if we go to Colossians three eleven, I think we want to start there, right? That you were you wanted to read that.
0: Yes, yeah. So again, we're trying to look at uh, what could cause us to view each other maybe in ways that aren't um, that aren't holy. They aren't biblical,
1: right? And then.
0: And then to start to dispel some of those root yeah. The verses of that. after eleven we'll read. Yeah. So let me go to Colossians three. Um, man, I just we, we go to Colossians a lot. I feel like it's been a theme of our our lives the last it year has. or so. Yeah. We don't stay in it, but it's like it, we always we always come back to it. Anyway, uh, Colossians 3, three eleven. It says uh, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all.
1: So, little context.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so obviously Paul.
1: Paul, he's in prison writing letters to the people of Colossae. Colossae, yeah. Thank you, Colossae, yeah. about some dangerous teachings that were happening kind of in the new church. And so he's writing in response to these teachings. Um, and we see specifically in this verse how there's no status distinctions right. with God, which is a huge thing in that time. I yeah, think it the, still is. There's still some like residue of those kinds of beliefs.
0: Yeah, and the, so it's interesting because, yeah, there's no status distinctions, like you said. With the covenant people of God, um, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, Ephesians, is it Colossians,
1: Ephesians, Philippians? Galatians, Ephesians, Galatians,
0: Philippians, <laughs> Colossians. Thank you. So Galatians, okay, was all about grace. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Well, uh-huh. this is the third letter. They're not in any specific order uh, that I know of. They probably are, but... Um, it's just interesting to see the progression of the early church and that it was, uh, Jesus came, he was the Messiah that some of the Jews accepted him. Some of the Jews didn't. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Judaism today. And that's why we're Christians. Cause we believe Jesus was the savior and he was the son of God and he is king and all that. Yeah. And so, and what he did is, and, and Paul opened the, the door, um, based on his interaction on the road to Damascus with Jesus himself for the Gentiles and Paul became the missionary to the Gentiles opening up not just to Jews, but now to all this, all these other. Yeah. M- like for people groups, people group, mudbloods. <laughs> that's what I want to say. When you talk about Jews versus non-Jews, that was the view. It was like, we're Jews. We're the people of God. Those Gentiles, it's this right. catch all phrase. Yeah. It's anyone else. Yeah. And, and Paul's now writing and say, no, that's gone. Now the covenant people of God are, it's every, like, it doesn't matter. You're like, the I race, love the phrase. It well, matter, your... It's interesting how he used, uh, he says, uh, let's see here. Here there is not Greek and Jew. Okay, so Greek, the Greek culture, they were polytheistic. They were the intelligentsia of the day. Mm-hmm. The, Jewish, the, the Jews were kind of uh, the religious culture within, obviously, the subculture of Christianity that was budding of the day. And then you have the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. which was the political power. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, the, he's saying all his distinctions are gone. Uh, you have circumcised, uncircumcised. That's uh, Jew and Gentile is what that's referring to. Barbarian. Scythian and slave and free. Mm -hmm. So he's hitting all of these like socioeconomic uh, strata, these, these like these different levels Mm -hmm. of the socioeconomic culture they lived in. And I thought Scythian was especially um, interesting because I I was reading about it. It says uh, this was a people group located along the Northern coast of the Black Sea to the Greeks. The Scythians were violent, uneducated, uncivilized and altogether inferior people. In contrast to such discrimination and prejudice against against other races and cultures, Paul shows that Jesus, who is all and in all, binds all Christians together in equality, inter, uh, irrespective of such differences. So, what I'm trying to get at is, is we're trying to apply this to okay, how, why this do we stop liking each other? It's a an
1: extreme picture. I think we're not like you're not the barbarian. We all are like we we all are different people groups, right? We're all different.
0: Basically, any difference, any sort of distinction between us. um,
1: Earthly distinction. Earthly
0: distinction between us, I think, is room for us to, in a way...
1: uh, Be reminded that Jesus is our common ground.
0: Well, and it's, in a way, a way for us to think of ourselves as superior or inferior perspective to others. Right. And so, when we think about how that might apply to marriage, um, any sort of irritation that we have or any sort of uh, moral indignance that we have is based on... Hey, I'm I'm superior to you. You chew loudly, that's gross and annoying, and I don't, and how dare you. Why
1: can't you be more, yeah, why can't you have better manners? Why can't you right. be aware of, why don't you act like this in front of these people or why, you know. Or
0: I love our family this way. And clearly you don't because you're out working all the time and I'm better than you because of that. Mm. And and you're a barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's. Right.
1: There's this. There's these views. Yes. That we have. Yeah.
0: And so the Scythians were violent people. And so like the Greeks were civilized. They had their way. Like we are. We 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 have.
1: Scholarly. Yeah. We're scholarly. Intellectual and and the philosophical.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And you clearly don't get it. Yeah. And therefore, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, you, you're just... And so, Paul is saying to them, in in this church, he's saying, all those distinctions are gone. And so, how does that apply to us? Because clearly, we're not thinking... Th- this right. is talking about church and, like, sal- uh, the salvific work of Christ and how it applies to, r- to various people groups and how there's no power structures because of Jesus, Right, right. right. And so, in marriage... Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get at is in marriage, we can have the same attitude, but how does Jesus dis, just disassemble or whatever? Does he deconstruct those uh, presuppositions, those things that we tend to hold over each other's heads? That's, right. that's what I'm trying and to get he, to.
1: It's great. And then he, and if you go to the next verse, so Colossians three twelve and 13 and 14, sorry, <clears throat> he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So mm. we, see, we see this instruction and this, this teaching of if you are in Christ, then put on, as God's chosen and holy yeah. beloved ones, put on kindness and meekness and patient, be patient with one another, even with that annoying spouse that chews loud. And then we see the model of Jesus, right? That he he shows us, he shows us this new self of yeah. how we can we are we are made new in Christ. And so yeah. we don't deal with each other in the old ways. These, and, go ahead. Yeah. Well, these new I, ways of bearing with one another, not just turning away from our covenant, not just cutting it off, hardening our hearts dealing like turning away from it because maybe we are justified in it but even if we are is that what we're called to do to turn away
0: and that's what's such a beautiful thing about this passage is paul is talking to people of the new covenant right that it's a foregone conclusion that they're they're stuck together and paul's saying like listen there's no distinctions here there's no status distinctions you're stuck together so Therefore, yeah. love each other in this way. And like you were saying, he points us to Jesus so beautifully. He says, just as you forgive each other. right?" So clearly there's some sort of pain and hurt. Right. And there's something that's that's lingering here and a bitterness that's developing that's mm-hmm. taking root. And Paul is saying, no, forgive. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what does he say? Uh, he says, oh, I don't have it. I'm on the wrong Book here. It says in humility, meekness and patience bearing with one another. Mm -hmm. If one has a complaint, okay, what is (laughs) a what is losing friendship and not liking each other if not having a complaint against another? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if if one has a complaint against another, in this covenantal community, we're talking about the covenantal community that is you and your spouse in your marriage, forgiving each other as the Mm. Lord has forgiven you. That's a I mean, I don't know if he's meaning to reference this, but Matthew eighteen is the parable of the unforgiving servant. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, forgiveness a while back, Search through the Fierce Marriage How podcast. To apologize to
1: your spouse, is that the
0: one? Yeah, like the art of apologizing. We also talked Our specifically about forgiveness. So yeah. like there's apologizing, which is like dealing with an immediate hurt right. and that's not necessarily a deep-rooted thing. Then there's forgiveness, which is like a process right. of walking out after the, the act apology. of forgiveness after the <laughs> apology, yeah. Um, but he's talking about the, the parable of the unforgiving servant. Do you remember what happened there? I mean, I'm sure you remember, but I'm putting you on the spot right now. A man basically, forgiving servant. Yeah, he went
1: out and didn't forgive.
0: Yeah, like the 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 rich. What uh, I don't know what it was. I always forget uh, the king, uh, the king. Okay, so the king wished to settle accounts with his servants, uh, and when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. Mm-hmm. Okay, ten thousand talents would have been um, in today's dollars six billion dollars. Okay, so can you imagine someone owes you six billion, and you're like, ah, time to settle accounts. <laughs> It's like a Lloyd. I'm six
1: billion short. <laughs> Got old Harry
0: Dunn Lloyd Christmas situation. Did <laughs> so I owe you? you Wanna keep you want to hold on to that one? <laughs> to on to that one. <laughs> okay, so somebody owes him six billion dollars. Clearly the debt's insurmountable. Right. And the king says, You're forgiven your Which debt. Which
1: is an illustration, obviously, of Yes.
0: And then that same servant Jesus. who had just had his forgiveness given to him yeah. went across the street and said, Hey, you you owe me ten bucks. Pay up or or whatever you're done, right, and start strangling him, and then the king caught wind of it and said, You wicked servant, yeah and threw him in jail and said until you know and threw his his whole family in jail and said you basically you're stuck here until you paid off because of your wickedness he who is forgiven little loves loves little who's forgiven much loves much type right. of thing, and
1: we are all forgiven of much, obviously that is a story of and a parable about about us and how Jesus came and forgave us of of that insurmountable debt, right he came right. so that we could be forgiven of that debt, and so we can't stay in this place of unforgiveness with our spouse and with each other. And you're like, yeah, Selena, that sounds great, but it sounds really hard also. Well, yeah, it kind of is. And sometimes you got to do hard things that you don't want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Wait, what? God is, God is. How
0: dare you? God is yeah, good no.
1: in those processes to sanctify us, to journey with us, to not leave us alone, to give us his word, to instruct us.
0: And that starts. Uh, so for forgiveness is a tough thing because there does. Ha- it's a to have reconciliation needs to be repentance yes. somewhere in there yes and maybe maybe repentance seems like a heavy word uh, for you know if you're just annoyed and it's turned into the place of bitterness well maybe maybe you need to repent and say hey I've let this divide us or mm. I've let I've not talked to you about how angry I am about your job mm. I've not talked to you about hang, ang, how angry I am about how you've disrespected me over and over again and it's created this place of bitterness and right. I don't like you because of that this is no way to live our marriage I need to repent to you Mm. and ask for your forgiveness and where that comes from is this understanding of of Matthew 18 Mm -hmm. understanding what Paul's talking about in Colossians 3 Mm -hmm. forgive as we are forgiven in him meaning that we always say this: It's if if Christ has not held my offense against me, how can I possibly hold your offense against you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a there's, there's an emotional reeling that has to you have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it's hurt. not
1: an instant moment that right. everything is magically changed. That's just not the way God works because that doesn't that doesn't bring about holiness and sanctification. And it's mm. not it's not God wants to do the surgery and He wants to come in and bring healing, but that takes time and that takes mm. addressing and understanding and owning you know the conflict that's at hand so i think i just want to mention what happens when like kind of the fruit that is born when we decide to turn away from our covenant just briefly and we start to when they're talking about that root of bitterness in uh hebrews i think i read hebrews 12 the root of bitterness um and then in deuteronomy when we are we we miss out on not producing fruit of the spirit when we are turning mm-hmm. away and, and that root of bitterness is taking place and and creating uh, poisonous and bitter fruit within our marriage. So we see that, right? We see that when we turn away, our hearts get hardened. Mm-hmm. We start to justify everything that we do. We start to really, like, dissension and hate and frustration start to set in towards our spouse because the, this is the fruit of not going to God, right? This is the fruit of, okay, I'm going to turn over here because this is what I feel and this is it. So instead of turning to how we feel and walking in that, we can turn towards God, right? We're turning to God. We're saying, "Okay, Lord, my heart my heart is hard right now. Mm. My my spirit is weak. I'm frustrated, I'm hurt. Help me, God. Help me, Holy Spirit. Lead me in this situation with my spouse." And like you said, once we start coming to each other, being transparent, sharing these thoughts that we're having, these internal dialogues, these frustrations, sharing them humbly to, with our spouse. That is where the Holy Spirit can begin to produce fruit in us of patience and kindness with one another and long suffering with one another. Mm. And yes,
0: I just think this passage from Colossians is so uh, it speaks so richly to mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying in that it says above all these, then put on love. Mm. Uh Paul writes about love in 1 Corinthians 13. Everybody knows that love is patient, kind, gentle, all that kind of stuff. But Jesus has shown us and lived love. Like he's I,
1: modeled love. He's modeled us. love. Yeah.
0: And not only yeah. that, he sent the Holy Spirit to enable us to love. And yeah. so what you're saying is it takes a certain amount of humility to say, like, I can't love perfectly. I need help. God, help me. Yeah. Also, wife, help me. Right. I, I have not loved you well. Let's work these, through this together, yeah. and, and and he doesn't let just leave us. And then he says this: so put on love, which binds everything together, okay, in perfect mm. harmony. This is Colossians we're putting 3, it on, 14. Like we're putting it on, like actually adorning ourselves with love, choosing act. to yeah. do it, yeah, tr- trusting the actions of love will bear the affections of love, okay. And then he says this: and let, okay, allow let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, mm. to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Mm. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spirituals. So there's this, we've, we've hit our common ground in that we may be different in these ways. We may have, uh, we may want to hold these things against each other, but we have our common ground and that is the person and work of Christ. Now we are going to go to him together in a community of worship. In this case, the community of our marriage, me and you, and we're going to worship trusting that. We're, as we're putting on love that we will let the peace of God reign in, and dwell in us richly. Right. So all I have to say is if you're in a place where you feel like you've lost your friendship or you, you're in a marriage, you don't feel like you like your spouse. It is a beautiful reminder from Colossians to say, to, to remind you that, that see that as a reminder of your, how loved and forgiven you are in Christ and how you can love and forgive because of Christ. Mm. And let that be the place that leads you back to a place of affection, uh, That leads you back to a place of liking and enjoying each other. Yeah,
1: and unity and, yeah, knowing why you fell in love with each other. And God is so good to mold Mm. us moment by moment, right? It's not this just grand poof, like we're changed. Like it's, yep, it's absolutely. a moment to moment thing and it's going to take grit and work and that's good. It's good for us to, we need to lean into that and embrace that. Mm.
0: So I, I wanted, and we're going to go into the, the, we're going to address those early questions about your friendship. If it's deteriorating, we're going to address those biblically, but I just want to remind you what Paul said. He says, uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm, I'm in Matthew again. I keep going back and forth. It mm-hmm. says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So each one of these things that we talked about, like spending time together over your spouse or sex is a chore and not a joy. I think there's wisdom. In, I know there's wisdom in God's word that can we can teach and admonish each other in those places that we can find our way out mm-hmm. of that wilderness back into the place of trusting God and, and being closer to each other. Does that yeah. make sense?
1: Yeah. And I think as a, just an obvious statement, you know, we're going through a lot of scripture. If you feel lost, dive into God's word, get into it, allow it to instruct you, Good. allow it to be the authority and encouragement in your life. Because so many times we base even our feelings and our emotions and our the way we think about things, um, on external things where really scripture should be our, in, our, our, our compass, right, our instrument to where how we hmm. navigate this life in our marriage.
0: Which we talked about that last week, is how to read your Bible together. Boom. <laughs> and so, uh, hopefully you didn't miss that episode. If you did and you're wondering where to start, we offered um, some suggestions there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But let's take a few moments here. Okay, so we kind of opened up this episode with maybe some things that...
1: <clears throat> some questions to get you all thinking yeah. about your marriage and why you may not like each other. All
0: right, so let's talk about the first one. So say you prefer spending time with others over your spouse. How how can we address that with God's truth?
1: Why? I mean, first it's asking the question why you prefer because it's easier, right? It's probably easier and more enjoyable. So hmm. is, are those easy and enjoyment? Are those the reasons that God says we're supposed to stay together with our spouse or like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's a good I'm question. Getting, um, well, you might I dive deep real fast. So
0: I think asking the question why, um, is always a good place to start. Uh, I think the why could also be rooted back to your understanding of what it actually means to have a spouse and spending time together. Yeah. When you see your marriage as something that's designed and ordained by God and the mm-hmm. fact that you have become one flesh, you see that person as not just something to add value to your life. They do that. Right. They're not, but they're not just that they mm-hmm. are someone who you are called to disciple that's good, somebody right? who is called to disciple you. A relationship that has to be mined for richness, that has to be developed and stewarded to the glory of God if we are to bear the fruit that we want. You talk about Deuteronomy, okay? You went all the way back there and you're saying how would they, or the root of bitterness and how it would bring forth a bitter root in Hebrews Mm -hmm. 12, Hebrews 12. Well, in Deuteronomy, it was all about God's law. And God said, if you follow my law, you will bear fruit. If you follow my law, you will be blessed. If you don't, you won't bear fruit. You will be cursed. And that we, there's beauty in recognizing and conforming ourselves to God's way of things. And when we say we are one flesh, that has meaning. We are married in a covenantal marriage. That has meaning. So, if I don't want to spend time with my spouse over others, I don't have a covenant consistently. I don't have a covenant relationship with my buddies. Yeah. I have a covenant relationship with you. Mm. So am I, am I relegating my responsibility or am I shirking or avoiding my responsibility by just not dealing with Mm. whatever issues that we're having? Right. And so, and, and I could have, I could be made brave and courageous to deal with that. If I understood what my marriage was.
1: Right. And there could be a number of reasons for why you don't, we don't face those and i think right. that you have to explore those right uh, and you, not be afraid of them and not just yeah. shut it out and decide right you have to you have to figure out why
0: and there's a number of assumptions here and i you have to bear with us listeners because there's so many different scenarios but if you have a spouse that maybe is just completely off off the rails or unruly or will not listen obviously a lot of these things re- assume that it takes two and Mm -hmm. two are coming to the table. If you are in a one-sided marriage, first off, I'm sorry, that's really hard. Uh, Our our next piece of advice is to find, get help from somebody else to help you see clearly and to help them. Sometimes you need a third party to kind of jar Mm -hmm. things loose. So I just know that we're making some assumptions here. That's not to say that your scenario is not different or unique in some way. Hopefully you'll find something Um, That will be helpful. We
1: mentioned at the beginning of the episode also that sex can become more of an obligation rather than a joy. Um, And I think when it becomes an obligation, we need to go back to God's word and understand the Bible's view of sex. What are the purposes of sex, right? It's not just a physical act, but there is emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, procreation, all of that. So, again, looking at the bigger picture uh, within the context of the Bible is... Pretty much the answer for most of these. <laughs> but um, yeah. just to kind of, you know, br- bring some texture back to these questions. if um, The next one was your spouse is no longer a priority, right? You don't do dates. You're not really thinking about how you're talking to them. You don't have margin or patience to listen. Um, and this goes back to what you said mm. about understanding that we're one flesh. And what does that mean to a greater degree? What is that? Yeah. If I'm not treating you well, then I'm not treating us well. Like I'm not treating. myself well in some ways not that that should be the motivation because that's selfish too but
0: yeah and that's actually i think it uh there's one here that says you'd rather be at work than at home Mm -hmm. i think that goes in in line with your spouse is no longer a priority yeah um i think it's understanding the the primacy of our calling as disciplers and disciples Mm -hmm. over work over passion yeah okay over what you want to do we're called to be disciples and disciplers. And so there's a there's a priority that needs to be rearranged if... it's if... so
1: good. I'm sorry. I'm just like, so good. Because <laughs> so many times I deal with that or I hear have friends that are just like, you know, I just don't feel like X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. And it's just like, sometimes you just have to submit and disciple and do what your God has asked you to do. Yeah. I mean, there's just some grit that takes... It takes doing,
0: and it's going to go against our flesh, and it that's is, what it means to live by the Spirit.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So, end of podcast. No, amen. I, so, I think the we can go through more of these. I think it's there's,
1: just true in my own heart. I'm not saying that for yeah. like, oh gosh, I hope somebody's listening. No, no, it, well, <laughs> it's very it's, much like.
0: Yes. bringing clarity to think because you start to feel this dissonance, like, what is with? going that's... on here? I feel like it's not right, but I can't put my finger on what's yeah. not right. Yeah. It's kind of like finding that diagnosis mm-hmm. for once. say, like, okay, I'm forgetting the primacy of what it means to be a disciple of right. Christ and that I need to follow the spirit and not my flesh. And that's a, that takes self-discipline, which is right. also a fruit of the spirit. Right. And so uh, all of these kind of go back to, okay, if, if our friendship is deteriorating, it's usually going to come, it's going to fall down, it's going to... Um, I don't know. It's going break to settle down. out somewhere and break down. There you go. Somewhere. I'm not believing exactly what covenant is. I don't understand the nature of friendship. I don't understand the nature that friendship takes work and investment and time and yeah. energy and that they are worth it. I don't understand that. I can't hold it over your head that I that maybe you're, you're lacking in an area that I, that I'm not lacking in mm-hmm. because I need to remember that there's no Jew, no Gentile, no circumcised, no uncircumcised, okay. no Scythian, no slave, no free. There's only Christ who is all and all is in him basically. Yeah. So those roots things will always kind of give us a place to start to actually work through these. Now, there's also tools, right? Like having healthy conversations around tough topics. You're going to need some help there. Yeah. And we do have lots of information on how to communicate clearly and and effectively around hard topics. Maybe we should do a, a podcast around that next. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And all of this to say, you know, we—if you're—if you're feeling like you don't like your spouse, and there's just kind of this this coldness you're feeling around them, um, just first of all, you know, look at the roots. Look at dive into some, you know, what are some things that you're noticing about your rhythms, your life, your your marriage together? How are those? How are those tension? How frequent are those tension points? And should they should they be telling you something? Is there some sort of cycle that needs to be broken there? Um, but get back to pray and ask God. God help us to get back to that place of loving one another. Help us to get back to liking each other, to enjoying with each other, and just and being able to have fun with our spouse. Right? It's not gonna be this thing of the past, but that mm-hmm. it we can have fun together. We can laugh hard together. We can, mm-hmm. you know, fall off our chair laughing so hard together. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I you. Nobody makes me laugh harder than you and I. Yeah, we had some good laughs it's today. Always, it's always you. Like, just occasionally, it's someone else, but it's mostly because they remind me of something that you did or something. And so, it's just don't underestimate that that laughter yeah. and fun with your spouse, and just praying and asking the Holy Spirit to bring you both around to remind you of the truth and the goodness that God God is our glue, right? God mm-hmm. is the one who brought us together. Yeah. These feelings are going to come and go and I don't, don't let them rule. Don't let them reign. Mm. Ask the Holy spirit to help break those down through his truth and through knowing God.
0: That's a great encouragement. And, um, I think it's, yeah. I mean, what else is there? If, if we, yeah. if we are in that place of loneliness and helplessness, like what else do we have, but to cling to the promises of God and his promises around what love actually is. And so, we talk about conforming ourselves to God's word. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, conforming our definition of love, our definition of acting out love, not letting culture's definition of love—meaning mm-hmm. that you don't—if you don't feel it, it's not real. That's a lie. Right. Uh, you can choose love, and um, there's a lot of nuance. You I can think choose to
1: love your spouse the way right. God has called us Thank to love.
0: You. And you can also choose to enact wisdom in that. Don't walk through this alone. If you if you feel like you're headed down a path where you're maybe, f- f- you can't find your way back, mm-hmm. um, then you need a guide. You need someone to come alongside you to to help you shine God's word, to be the lamp unto mm-hmm. your feet and the light on your path. They'll walk with you. Um, so don't do that alone. Anyway, Selena, um, I just felt like when you were encouraging us at the end there, uh, it was very pastoral and very loving. Can you...
1: I think we need to do that at the end more. okay we've been doing couples conversation challenges for like two years i think we should end with some encouragement maybe okay Let's switch that up we'll try it out so as long as, as i think as
0: long as it has alliteration in the title of it
1: cause... always
0: but <laughs> <well>, we were <laughs> we were talking i
1: love alliteration
0: you're writing a blog post for a friend's uh online publication and and no, I'm i was right. asking that you was for
1: risen motherhood
0: I was, okay, well, I was asking you about it, and I was like, so when you're writing this thing, is it like a Texas Longhorn blog post? And you're like, what is that? And I said, it's got two points and a whole lot of bull in between. <laughs> Come on, now.
1: He thinks he's funny.
0: I think I'm funny. I'm not actually funny. Why don't you funny.
1: go ahead and pray? I think you need to talk to Jesus.
0: Oh. <laughs> I was talking to him this whole time. Oh, my you know, bad. In my heart of hearts. <laughs>
1: God, you're so good. Your word, so good. Is, your,
0: your word is so rich mm-hmm. um, and it's so full. And man, anytime we go to the well of your word, uh, we are satisfied. And so I thank you that you've given us such clear instruction on what, on what it means to, to love without, um, without pretense to love without distinction, I pray that that would help us somehow in our marriages uh, understand what it means to love each other regardless of our differences, regardless of uh, those annoyances, regardless of our hurts. God, not to gloss over where we've been hurt, but to deal with it in a biblical, good, holistic uh, reconciliation way. I pray that you give us the wisdom and the wherewithal to walk down that path Mm -hmm. as we need to. And Jesus, help us understand the depth of our need for you and the depth of your sacrifice and your goodness unto us. And it's by no merit of our own and help that fuel our love um, for each other and for others in your precious name. God, I pray for the spouse. Sorry. (laughs) Wasn't done yet. Sorry. I'm spiritual. No, I pray for the spouse.
1: I pray for the spouse.
0: (laughs) I pray for the spouse who's dealing Mm. with um, some hurts. I pray that they would feel uh, emboldened and they'd feel your joy to, to uh, tackle this in a way that is productive and helpful. And I pray that you would give um, them soft hearts, husband Mm. and wife. They would have soft hearts toward you, soft hearts toward each other, and that they would begin down the path of healing, whatever that journey looks like. Uh, Holy Spirit, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. I was just waiting.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for listening. I um, wanted to remind you, if you're curious about being on the See-Through Book launch team, you have one more chance to do oh. that. Uh, go to seethroughbook.com, mm-hmm. and there's a form there. Eventually, that form will be gone. And so we want you to uh, to it, to give us an indication of your interest so that we can at least tell you what the next steps are. You're not committing to it, but you're just saying you're interested in it. Um, But that's going to be fun. That book's out in two months, and we hope it blesses many. Um, Other than that, uh, if you want to be part of the Patreon community, go to fiercemarriage.com slash Patreon, or go to (laughs) patreon.com slash Marriage. I think either one will take you to the same place, Um, and we'd love to partner with you in the gospel there. So with that said, this episode is...
1: In the can. All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you again in about seven days, and until next time... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.